Hey, it's Catherine and Kate. This is Hard Pressed Hope, where we find hope in the darkness, truth in the mess of life, and promises in the midst of problems. So glad you're here today. Enjoy the show. Hello. Okay. Are you going to start with that? Is that yeah. how we're going to start this? Yes. <laughs> Do you not remember Hello, that Seinfeld? Seinfeld. Yes. Friend, friend, friends, fans, friends. Hello. Hello. Okay, it's either me or the Hello. Okay, if you don't know that episode, go watch it. Hey, this is a fun fact for maybe not so fun, but funny to me about you. Like, me? yeah, for you. You I love fun facts about me for w- me, especially when we share them without prior knowledge yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to share? My best friend who knows everything about me. What's a fun Your fact? Your <laughs> pop culture references are nil. <sighs> You I don't know so, them. What? Okay, you know so Seinfeld. Illiterate. You know The Office, and yeah, you know Parks I know, and Rec. I know. I know references from the seventies, even though it was before it was. Oh my born. gosh! Like Simon and Garfunkel and James <laughs> Taylor, and like okay, Stop, Seinfeld, Kevin. The Stop. Office, Parks and Rec. No, I just remember as teenagers in high school, I would like try okay. to talk to you about like WB shows or something like One Tree Hill or Gilmore Girls. Oh. Or did you watch Seventh Heaven? Seventh Heaven. <laughs> did you watch it? <laughs> Uh, yes that might have been the only one felicity you didn't watch that i just any sort of like pop culture reference just right over your head i still you know what though i've gotten much better my sister have you she's no oh no not in the reference but she i've gotten better (laughs) at accepting it that's what i'm saying (laughs) see like no listen so (laughs) my sister is brilliant she's super super smart she's an attorney she's got her game together and like her husband will like you know make all these references all the time and meredith just says straight up she's like i'm not familiar with what you're referring to (laughs) she says it like all the time and i've just taken it now like in in situations with not just like people i know like strangers will say something and i go i'm just not familiar with what you're referring to it's like mary kate and ashley olsen um i'm not i'm not familiar and you you did watch new girl i did get you to watch new girl yeah, but that's okay. it. If you said any music at all, I love music. Don't couldn't tell from you the seventies. <laughs> yes, if okay. it's a folk singer, I'm there for it. <laughs> okay, so now everybody knows that most yeah. you know, like I'm the GIF, 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 GIF queen. I love them. You don't get mm-hmm. any of them unless they're Michael Scott or Nick Miller, which is fine. <laughs> Because those are, I can handle most of them with those two guys. The fact that I don't know pop culture, that's the worst thing about me. (laughs) (laughs) Is it the worst thing? (laughs) I just think it's funny. Oh, remember when you you guys got a big TV recently, right? And I like was trying to contact you this whole weekend and you like got back to me on Monday. What happened? I'm worried. She texted me. What happened? Are you okay? You've been really like quiet. We got a new TV and like we just kind of all I need to expi- I need to explain. <laughs> we had like a tube TV for like for a decade. Tube Huge, a tube. Like, tube. Like it was like two feet wide. It was like in depth. And we were like, we need, we need, we couldn't, cause we couldn't watch like, you know, we had like seven channels. Anyway, we put it on. All of us gathered around and the first thing we did was watch uh, Planet Earth and oh, the blades of awesome, grass. The, yeah. the, bl- the blades of grass were like, look at the grass move. You guys look at the grass. <laughs> anyway, other people have had these TVs forever. I don't know why we're so behind the game. So, this podcast is going to make me sound like really out of it. I'm not, you guys. So, okay. So, t- we talked, I think, in episode two. 
we touched on the idea of drawing from God's strength, right? And I asked you, how do we do that? And your answer was pretty flimsy. It was like, <laughs> well, I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> we, and we realized afterwards, like, how do you actually do that? How do you tangibly do that? Especially in a time where we're waiting or persevering or, you know, what, whatever it is, just a hard time. So I think we've both given that some thought and what does that actually mean? And we are not experts on this, but this is just us again. Here we are processing an idea, which seems to be what we're best at. So I think for me, it's pretty obvious why I need to do it, right? Like I absolutely cannot live life effectively on my own. <laughs> and I, Isn't that I, interesting because so many of like today's references are like, you are strong and capable. You can do it, which is all true. Like, which is true. Yes. But don't, don't we? I mean, I know that I certainly feel like I am not strong and capable. I cannot do this by myself. And right. I think we can mantra ourselves out of it all we want. But the bottom line is for me, I know for, for Kate, is to become reliant on God's strength on a yeah. greater Because otherwise I get all myself. like floundery. Like I'm feeling a little floundery or going back to our abundance idea of like I'm not living abundantly. Oh, yeah. Well, I get real panicky when I'm supposed to be strong. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, ah, I got to handle ah, this. What? No, what? Well, yeah, I think that the kind of strength that we're looking for is like a inner rod type of unmovable strength. Right. You know. So when I was thinking about this, flesh this out with me, I kind of moved backwards through the process of what does it mean to rely on God's strength and how do I do that? I ended up back at, do I actually believe him? Not do I believe in him, but do I actually believe Mm -hmm. what he says when he says that he works for the good of those who love him? And do I trust that? Do I trust his definition of good? Not my version of good, but his. And if I can answer yes to those two things that I believe and yes, I trust your version of good, then I can actually start practically drawing from his strength. I think it takes time, though, to ask and answer those questions. Yeah, it does. Right, like when we're so busy just like powering through. Right. (laughs) I mean, you you have to apply it to actual situations, you know, to think about like... Or just in general, you know, like, do I trust that God has given me everything I need? That he, who's begun in good work, will see it to completion, that he will never leave me that he will give me patience, exactly. you know, all the promises. Do we believe him? Mm-hmm. There's that, um, I don't know if misnomer is the right word, but that that saying that um, he never gives you more than you can handle. That's not right. He never gives you more than he can handle. That feels more accurate, right? To me. Yeah. You know, th- like this is kind of off the cuff. Well, everything we do is off the cuff. <laughs> um a while ago, we were making a really, really big decision for our family. It was a kind of decision where like, this could go okay, or this can mess everything up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. really, it was about expanding our family. And we just, oh gosh, we were so nervous about what it meant and the consequences of that decision and took it so seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's been a long time just like thinking and praying and uh, and over and over again. Like I, I was so nervous and scared, but I just knew deep down that God had always been so faithful 
to us. And we had seen God's hand in our life over and over and over, him come through on his promises. Tell me more about what it meant to you that he was faithful. What does that mean to like you? Like God's, God's faithfulness? Yeah, you said um, he was faithful. What does that mean to you? Well, I'll just take the an example of my son, Jesus, when we were starting that adoption process, or starting the medical visa process, starting, mm-hmm. forget mm-hmm. all, actually, no, before that, just starting to care for him. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew that that was, we were compelled to do that and compelled by, I would say, God's spirit to do that. And every single time we hit a dead end, when I was sure there was a dead end, there was a, something else opened up, whether uh-huh. it was another doctor or an encouragement from a friend or financially we caught a break with something or something ha- happened in the lives of, in the life of Jesus or the lives of the other kids or something like that. Like God, God provided every single thing that we needed when we needed it. We were never short, okay. ever. It felt like we were short, and mm-hmm. then God's faithfulness would come through and provide for what we needed. Yeah, I, I mean, I read um, John Bevere's X book. Yeah, you gave that to me. Yeah, so when I, he talks about faithfulness actually means to like multiply. In this case, to me, provision from God. Faithfulness on our end means mm-hmm. what we're given, we multiply. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that's the only thing it means, but th- that whole idea of provision, that's what I'm hearing you say. It's like he was faithful in provision, oh, God, whatever God it was. Years later, after hard decisions in our family, our decisions that we thought would make our lives smaller, just our lives are bigger than we ever thought possible. And we are involved mm-hmm. in different communities that we had no idea that we're out there. And mm-hmm. I've learned so much. My my world has expanded. Yeah. It's beautiful because we've talked about that before. Like how your how you thought your world was shrinking when only to have it yeah. bust open. Yeah. So that's God that's God's faithfulness. And when we remembered God's faithfulness. Mm -hmm. You know, I believed in what, that's the bottom line. I I believe in what he says and what he will do. And I've seen him do it. And then the more that that happens, the stronger you feel, basically, Mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. And so a lot, like, what does it mean to draw in God's strength? Like you said, it's remembering God is who he says he is. He will do what he says he will do. And saying it out loud, counting the times that God has been your provider, strength, protector, has empowered you, has encouraged you, you know, all right, of that right. brings strength. So what you're saying just reemphasizes when we can say, yes, I believe, and yes, I trust your version of good. I think that is freeing. It frees you from worry. It frees me from, it frees me to view life as a big picture that I'm not in control of. It frees me to manage what I can manage, which is mostly myself. And it encourages me to spend time in the presence of God. So I think drawing from his strength looks a lot like freedom from worry or stress and freedom to Because we're, you know, I think we've talked about this idea, but maybe not given this example is that we're on this, the underside of a tapestry. And so we, we see all the messy things. And I think it is a practice to say, yes, I believe. And yes, I trust. And sometimes I'm doing it while I'm gritting my teeth. Like, okay, God, I guess I trust you. And you said it's, it's like we're verbally saying out loud. Okay, I do. I trust you. I believe. Yeah, I mean, at some point, do you believe what you say you believe? And right. if you do, how does that affect your decisions in your life? Right. Like the rubber meets the road. 
in faith and that's that's faith right like you gotta take the next step you you gotta trust right i think that the strength that we get from god is so different than that of this world Mm -hmm. and like i said before we're kind of encouraged with the mantra like you are strong and that's true you can be strong that's great Mm -hmm. but it's not a showy type of strength it's a quiet strength which is compelling yeah so much of my life i go through like a little kid like carrying a giant backpack like totally stressed out backpack story (laughs) tell your backpack story okay so um i was in a really difficult time when i went through a period of relying on my own strength i figured that i could just like grit my teeth and make it through things and Mm -hmm. kind of go like as hard and as fast as i could and just like power through to the extreme and i was praying and i didn't like how i was feeling. I know I wasn't relying on God's strength, but I felt like I was just, I had to kind of like do it myself almost. And so while praying, I just had this, God gave me just such a great thought. This I started like imagining. Yeah. I, I love was, how if, visual he is with you sometimes. I don't have yeah, this. But I mean, yeah. God, I think that our think imaginations, awesome. we can engage our imaginations yeah. in prayer and say, God, like, tell us how you picture this and how you see this. Mm-hmm. How do you see me right now? Mm-hmm. Is what I was thinking. And I, I got this picture of me going through the hallways of like a, a church, basically, mm-hmm. or like a children's section of a church. And yeah, like, but as an adult, right? As an adult, okay. and holding this backpack, like this blue, my son, my son's blue backpack, like super tight. And like, it was like really heavy. And I was like, very important. I had this, you know how little kids are like, so <laughs> they feel very important with a backpack. Uh-huh, yeah. And. I came to this room and Jesus was there. Again, this is like in my kind of like imagining and thinking through things. Um, When I came into this classroom, there were little hooks to hang up your backpack. And (laughs) and Jesus saw my backpack and he was like, "Um, would you like to hang up your backpack? And I was like, no, I will keep it. He was like, clearly it was like a metaphor of what I was carrying around or something like my stress. (laughs) Anyway, God was like, can I take that for you? And... I was like, no, this is mine. This is my backpack. And he was like, we will put it right on this hook. It will be very safe. And I was like, mm, nope, it's mine. <laughs> exactly like a little kid does when you're trying to convince them to take something off. Yeah. And he said, but you could walk around the hallways. You could go so much faster. You could be so. <laughs> I remember thinking and saying like, but how will people know how important I am? <laughs> if I don't have my backpack. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I, and Jesus said, well, they won't. <laughs> they won't. But I know. I know your backpack's here. I know what you care about is here. And just go free and faster and, and lighter. And if you meet people, come back around and bring them back here where I am. And this thought. Show of them being, how strong my hook is. <laughs> yeah. Well, this thought of like being free from something that defined me was really unnerving. So this backpack clearly was something that defined me that made me feel really important and equally like stressed out that I felt was like mine alone to carry. Mm-hmm. And God, and I know it was probably about my kids. And just the incredible responsibility that I felt with them and especially mm. with their needs mm-hmm. that I felt like it was like this defining thing that required a lot of like stress and effort. And so later I kind of, as I'm envisioning this and asking God to help me like like think through it, God said like, should we open up this backpack? And I thought it was going to be filled with like rocks, you know, like <laughs> symbolic of like yeah. heavy weight. And instead it was open, like, you know, I opened it and it was all gold bricks, like beautiful gold bricks. And what I thought 
was kind of like weight slowing me down that I'm dragging around that I feel like very responsible for. It ended up just being a precious treasure. And so I know like those of you that are listening and are like hanging into this story and be like, wait, what? Is this a dream? Is this a prayer? What is happening? I'm no, this is, this, a a, this, is this, is this is a creative's brain. This is a creative's brain. Yes. Thank you, Catherine. You're welcome. What I'm trying to say is that God gave me a beautiful picture in times that I was really, really stressed out and relying on my own strength, thinking that I had to power through with stuff that was given to me that was important that I had to like carry. And it and is important. It, it is, is important. It's so, but to clarify, it's not important because it's a burden. It's important because it's a valuable treasure gift. And when we're yes. given treasures and gifts, the best thing that we can do with them is give them to Jesus and constantly give them over to Jesus. Trust that he is taking care of whatever is on our backs, that right. he's got that. And yeah, and that there, it's in his hands. It's a yeah. strength with com- that comes from knowing him. Here's I'm picturing Jesus in a letterman jacket as a chivalrous high school boyfriend carrying around <laughs> my backpack for me. And he's just walking next to me. Uh, I mean every yeah. Right? Picture it. That's but what I it think, is. Like, ask, we should ask our listeners, like, how do you how do you picture God helping you with what you need help with? And what do we need help with? And how can we reframe it? What how yeah. would he want us to see? what it is. Here it is. I thought this stuff was stressful and and heavy and like burdens, not my kids, but just like things. Well, the responsibilities that come with them. Yes. And it's not. It wasn't. And that coming back to that over and over has been so helpful to me. And one thing I thought at the end, I was like, well, why are there why are there straps on this backpack? <laughs> I think Jesus is probably like, because humans like to feel important. <laughs> like, <laughs> and we do. Right. And this is not to say like throwing all your responsibilities to the wind. It's just saying like. Put them in a better place, which is like. Yeah. And allow that freedom to kind of wash over you. It's kind of like Jeff takes our son Xavier. One of Jeff's hobbies is like wood splitting and, you know, lumberjacking, basically. He loves it. And our son is six and loves to help him split wood. Obviously, he can't like swing an axe and split the wood. And so we have this little (laughs) kindling splitter. And Jeff will basically split it until there's just a few inches left and then give Xavier the five pound little sledgehammer <laughs> and Xavier hits it. Like not and I the think like, yeah, I think about like, <laughs> like we think we're doing so much, you know, and Jesus is like, dude, I split the wood for you. Come on. <laughs> like I will, I'll do that for you. If you let me, if you let me do it, if you trust me to do it, I will. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I don't want, I don't want this to translate to people that, you know, we have no responsibilities or we're not gifted to do certain things or anything like that. But I just want to clarify that like walking with the backpack together is better than carrying it ourselves. One thing I think about is how when someone is really, really good at what they do, they make it appear effortless, right? You don't go to a concert and you're like, wow, that pianist like really tried really, really hard to do that. (laughs) Like you you just appreciate the music. And I think when we have difficult things in our life or that we're faced with when we are rely on his strength it allows us to be effortless it like allows us to see his hand at work rather than making it about our strength yeah to trust relax a little bit in whatever driver's seat we're in knowing right. that like the road ahead is good 
maybe this was a little more fleshed out than our uh, waffly answer in episode two. <laughs> than Kate's, than Kate's waffly answer. It takes a couple passes. We don't get things right on the the first time. Right, things are processing it with us. Yeah, it just it comes back to like practice and redoing. Unfortunately, humans cannot be programmed like computers, and we have to continually practice these things and remind each other of these things. So, we will see you guys next time. Bye, guys.